0: On today's NBA Awards episode of the Grind Hours podcast, it's brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, theater fans, soon, comedy fans, use my code to get back in the building. It's a good day. As of uh, recording this, the CDC just lifted some guidelines for masks, so check that out in your area. Use my code get in the building. Um code restrictions as of right now still do apply, so check your tickets when you go to get them. But use my code at checkout on the SeatGeek app or SeatGeek.com. It's code grindhour again, code grind hour. life's an event. We have the tickets. You're listening to the grind hours podcast at the wall on the line after he battled a 24-hour bug this was supposed to go uh record yesterday we're recording this on a wednesday and uh episode 251 i almost said 221 251 got a long time guest on the line dayton brown of I always – you are always doing way too much stuff for me to you're, – you're like a nomad with, with, with this stuff. I don't know what you're doing, who you're writing for, podcasting with. So catch me up the speed on that.
1: I like to keep you on your toes. That's why. Um, <laughs> full press coverage, Saints specifically. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FPC. mainly doing podcasts in there. But uh, schedule release today. Yeah, Uh, for the NFL. So we'll we'll be talking about that. But uh, don't get enough opportunities to talk about NBA. So uh, I'm really appreciative and happy when you are able to bring me on for that, because um,
0: it's this time of year. I think our first time of year, I think our first ever podcast that we did was an all MBA MVP discussion.
1: I think it was too back when I was uh, writing for Rip City Project. Yeah. A few years ago. And now you're on episode two fifty, which is right. incredible in and of itself. It's awesome.
0: I, I think you were on episode seven. I think was wow. the number. Wow. I, I have to go back and check the the archives, but I think you are on seven and we're at two fifty one. So that just that it's shows incredible. if you're new to the program, that shows how long Dayton and I have been been shopping it up here it's awesome getting out of the blocks we will do uh you'll do your first team first and then i'll follow and we'll do that sort of round robin to to go here so first team who do you got at the guards
1: and and actually first off before i also get into this um this season was fantastic there were so many good players but also so many quality players missed a lot of time this season yeah injury so making these lists was tough because I, I kind of had to go to where you know if if you miss a certain amount of games, does that knock you off the list completely? Does that just pay you down a team or two? Um, so I mean,
0: guy. it depends on how many games you miss. It really to depends me. on the
1: guy. It depends on the games because um, I, t- I, t- I tell you what, there there's a guy I left off my team just because he missed so many games. He missed. He must. He's gonna be missing thirty games, and that's almost a half season. So. Yeah it's hard to reward. I mean, and it's not their fault that, you know, most of these injuries are not these guys fault. So it's it's hard to punish them for it, but you know, you got to play a certain amount of games to make it. So, you know, I kind of went into the anywhere between like 48, 55 games. If you're in that range, I I think you definitely belong on the all-NBA teams. Obviously the more games you play, the better slot you can get here. Uh, But I got two guards. I really want to be a Homer here and put Lillard as one of my guards for the first team.
0: First team.
1: First team. I, I didn't though. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Please, Joe. Don't dude. worry. I didn't.
0: He's, he's played awesome this year, but not first team. level. no, no, I'm no. Sorry.
1: no, 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 uh, no, So I didn't go full Homer on you, but my two <laughs> guards, I think one is really, really obvious. Steph Curry mm-hmm. uh, leading the league in uh, points, 32 points per game. He's in a battle with Bradley Beal with that right now. It's really interesting. Uh, 49, 43, 91 shooting splits. I mean, he's almost in the uh, 50, 40, 90 club Yeah. Uh, again for another season. Um, averaging almost six assists, five and a half rebounds per game. Um, just like, I mean, and, and again, with Klay Thompson out for all of this season, Steph Curry really has taken over. He's shown that he um, can can carry a team, be a leader, and continue to be the best shooter in the NBA. Um, and clearly to me, I mean, he, he's the best three-point shooter of all time, no doubt about it. Uh, he's just proving that case again. My other guard is going to be Luka Doncic. Um, like I said, would love to put Dame there. I know, I know. Look, I mean, he, he, here's the thing. Luca twenty eight eight point seven eight and he's shooting forty eight percent and this Mavs team is pretty underwhelming and he's somehow leading them into a uh, playoff berth like it's like it's nothing he's making it look kind of easy his efficiency I wish would be better um,
0: well that's because he takes but the his Paul usage said that uh, a couple of days I think it was a, when they they played the Nets uh, Richard Jefferson was talking about that how his percentages would be a lot better if he stopped taking the half court shots and you know he is at the point in his career where he thinks he can make everything at any point and that's part of being a young player he's also a star so he can't he's shown that he can do it off one foot fade away from half court, whatever he can make everything but when he learns that if he ever learns that because some guys don't don't care about percentages. Mm-hmm. They, they want to make the shot. They want to be that type of guy. Some guys will do it earlier in their careers and then pull back as they get closer and closer to the end of their careers to better their percentages to try to get into the hall. If that's the case for Don, right. I don't think he's going to need it, but if he decides to go that route of, yeah, I'm not going to take this half court heave with four tenths of a second left in the first half, right? Then he'll th- those percentages will be better. Yeah. But I mean, and his, for, his yeah. amount
1: of turnovers, I don't like either, but mm. his usage rate.
0: That's every guy though. This amount year, the He turnovers. handles the
1: ball. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's, but I, I got, I got to look at and, 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 and the difficult thing is James Harden is only going to end up playing, even, even if he plays a few games, he's only going to play tops in the season, 45 games. Yeah. It means he's list. He's, he's missed at least 27 or else he would be very easy first team. He, he's MVP candidate for the time that he's played the season. He just missed too many games.
0: The thing with Harden, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, we will, I will get, I will expand on this further. He does not deserve the MVP. I am sorry. Even if he plays the rest of the season, which we have the nets of three games left. Yeah. Even if they, if he, even if he plays the rest of the way he doesn't deserve MVP because you cannot light a Molotov cocktail and mm. throw it at a city and then, you know, rain down a napalm strike as you take the plane out of that city. Right. You He left that team in shambles. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: uh, and, and it was a 180 turn pretty unexpectedly. I mean, granted, we didn't no, really I see mean, what happened on behind the you, scenes,
0: but. You knew once he left, he was going to be that old guy again. Right, right. He put on a fat suit in preseason. He had to. Yeah. He had to put, he, had, he probably put on 10 or 12 warmups in that one picture. One right. that was circling around at the right. beginning of the year, because the first picture that he's in when he's in his warm ups in Brooklyn, it looks like he lost fifty pounds.
1: Yep, and he was looking real chubby in Houston.
0: So you, you can't do that. The, the yeah, you can't reward that. Yeah, for the league to reward that, yeah, it would be more. Dist- that would be the most destructive thing the NBA's ever went through. And right. people hate people hate super teams. Just imagine if they rewarded this. Because, right, and there are going to be people who follow in the same footsteps. There are going to be younger guys. Yeah. The number one guy that I think will do this is Trey Young when he gets to the mm. end of his rookie deal. If they don't, if he still can't get out of the first round, you know, I have no help. Kind of like LeBron in O three like yeah, nine two thousand ten with the Cavs. Yep. You know, you you haven't helped me, which it's not true in Lucas' case. But there are going to be guys that do this and succeed because Harden showed that you can throw a temper tantrum and still get out of it and go to the team that you want to go to not just Mm -hmm. any other team the team that you actually are actively rooting to go to so uh, with my guards i also have steph everything you said is correct he's in my mvp column i i go through it there my my second guard is also in my mvp column is chris paul
1: I like – yeah, see, yep, yep. That's who that's who I also wanted to put in that other guard spot. So Especially over the last month and a half, he has been phenomenal.
0: He's – I put this in my column and I'm teasing this and I'm going to tease the rest of my column for the rest of, the, for the rest of these all-NBA picks, you, but go read it. He's the most underrated winner that's never won anything. He goes no to doubt. the city and he shows – he shows the guys on the court, this is how you win basketball games. Even though he has not – went to the finals. He's a hamstring away from going to the finals in mm-hmm. 2017. Mm-hmm. He is a winner. He went to Oklahoma city. He won. He, he dragged people forget this because it was a lifetime ago. He dragged, dragged new Orleans yeah. to playoff appearance after playoff appearance every single year. And he was overlooked for guys like Darren Williams, no disrespect mm-hmm. to Darren Williams, but there was such an overhaul of great point guards, even more So, then when he came in the league, then now that he's been overlooked the entirety of his career. And it's about time we start giving this guy roses.
1: Yeah. Anytime Chris Paul has gone to a new team, their winning percentage has increased immediately. Like as soon mm-hmm. as he gets onto the team, first season, doesn't matter. Clippers were a laughingstock of the NBA before Chris Paul. I mean, granted, there's a few other guys who did help there, but Chris Paul was the driving force there. Yeah. Was, um, yeah. Anytime he, he goes to a new team. the conductor of Lob City. Yep.
0: So that's my two, my, my guards, or sorry, my forwards are Ben Simmons who happens to be my defensive player of the year. I like it. And Julius Randle, who is also in my MVP column. Wow. Okay. Julius Randle has played like a top five player this year. He deserves to be on this team. He is the driving force for this Knicks team who, if you told me at the beginning of the year, the Knicks are going to be a playoff team, and they're going to host the playoff series. I would have said you're smoking crack and go back mm. to the corner that you <laughs> that you crawled out of, mm-hmm. because there was no chance, no chance the Knicks were going to do anything this year. And Randall and Tom Thibodeau, who happens to be my coach of the year, they are the reason why the Knicks are the Knicks. Now they have had other, uh, they, they they've had help with. Derrick Rose playing amazing guys like quickly um, RJ Barrett's taking a step. They're a good team when they're deep and they play defense and they're probably going to beat the Hawks in this, in the first round of the playoffs, they're going in the right direction. Yep. I've said it all year. They remind me of the 2017, 2018 or 2018, 2019 uh, Brooklyn nets. Yep. The D nets where he was playing out of his mind, they were a seven seed and they were, they were just the lovable team of the league. That's the Knicks this year. They are the lovable team. And the closest thing that the Knicks fans have had to the 94 Knicks since the 94 Knicks, this team is better than the Mellow Knicks that made the playoffs. This is the best team the Knicks have had this century and the driving force of it. Is Randall and he he again? He's playing at an MVP type level. He has to be, in my opinion, on the first team.
1: This uh, team camaraderie of the Knicks definitely also goes back to the Nets, and that, that that's why these teams are so successful, right? Is like backs against the wall. They know they're in a big city, big Nobody team name. Believes Nobody believes in them still, and and then they come out and ball out. Yeah, Julius Randall is great. I don't have him on my first team. I do have him on one of my All NBA teams. I, I didn't leave him off. Julius Randle is playing fantastic. My two forwards, I kind of cheated here because I, I don't. I don't think I was supposed to put one of these guys as a forward. Um, but I I, I needed to put a, essentially two centers in this list. My you can two forwards this year. Yes, which is great. My two forwards. First, I got Giannis. Giannis Antetokou- he would be an MVP almost any other year. I mean, dude, dude's averaging twenty eight point two. Well, you know uh,
0: why he hasn't been uh, double because- double he's back he's a back-to-back mvp people are right. tired of it he's they not gonna win it. three in a row right yeah. they, they're not that's like a cardinal yeah. rule you can't win three mvps in a row yeah so he's been great i just think great, great on both
1: ends of the floor um yeah I, I i definitely don't think that he deserves mvp but i think he deserves first team all nba my other forward is my mvp vote i mean spoiler alert i think we're going to be talking about a little later but nikola jokic um wow he the, you
0: put him as a forward not even as a center
1: that's the thing because I needed to fill this and I'll get to the center in just a second but a uh, Jokic um win shares per 48 I thought this was really interesting it's, it's it's a pretty advanced obviously metric stat for this season Nikola Jokic has the 13th highest single season win shares per 48 now three of the top four ever went to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar he did it three years in a row where he had he had some of the top Jokic is 13th, and he's the highest since – I think it was um, the only other recent person that was higher than him was, I believe, LeBron with the Heat back in 13. Wow. It was either 12-13 or 13-14, one of those years.
0: The thirteen, Yeah, the 12-13 season Yeah, when he scorched earth and went for his first ring. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so um, I think that's amazing, um, and, and the rating is .297, which is great. Uh, he's averaging 26.4, 11, and 8.5. He's a, he's a seven foot point guard, and they're a top three seed despite having Jamal Murray missing. You know the last last month or so. Um, I, I think that that once Jamal Murray went down and Jokic was still performing at such a high level, and the Nuggets continue to just win games. I think that spoke volumes as to how valuable Jokic is, and I think that he's definitely first team, first team worthy. he he. he if I had a vote, he'd be my MVP vote. I think he, he's been fantastic. So.
0: It's interesting that you went with the rules, and I'll bring up the, the rule changes. You, there's ba- it's basically positionless basketball this year, with the exceptions of the center position. You can put guys like uh, Doncic you can put as a forward. Mm. I think you could put Simmons as a guard. The, there are some interchangeable things here that has changed for the first time in all MV, all NBA voting. So I only did that for one of my teams. I didn't do it for my first team because I wanted the quote unquote integrity or the way that I think of the first team. Even though I love positionless basketball. I think you still need to have some semblance of integrity with it. Right. For sure. That's just my naivete. I have Joker as my center. He's mm-hmm. my MVP pick. I call He's a supercomputer. computer. he. Yeah. He doesn't make any sense. He is a video game character. The things that he can do, and it's not just, oh, he's a good passer for a center position. No, he is an elite passer in the NBA, period, regardless of position. The passes that he makes, Kareem wasn't doing that. Bol Bol wasn't doing that. Sabonis maybe could have done it, but he wasn't as tall as Jokic is. He is truly a freak he's a unicorn
1: he he is the
0: unicorn yes he w- w- officially strip the name of Porzingis right now that, and yep. give it to, to Jokic because right. he is just ridiculous what he can do on a nightly basis you are not going to see anywhere else in the NBA and when Murray went down I was one of those people that were I loved Denver this year before the, the Murray injury and I thought they were going to go to the finals. That's how much I love them. When Murray went down, I casted them off. I went, oh, they're still going to be a good team, but they're not going to be a finals team. Jokic is proving me wrong, saying, oh, you don't think I'm good enough to carry this team by myself? I'm seven feet tall. I'm the best player in the league. Let me show you what I can do. And mm-hmm. that's just, for me, cemented his his MVP case. Who, I assume... Nice. I know your center, but you can. You know, it yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's Joel Embiid, and yep. he he barely makes it too, because I mean he's he's missed quite a few games as well this season. But uh, Joel Embiid, again, for the first or maybe it was just the middle of the season, but it was him and Jokic battling for the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was his. It
0: like, was his to lose,
1: essentially, right? Yeah,
0: it was his. I would say for sixty percent of the year, first yeah. half of the year, you had the Harden people that wanted yep. to give it to him. But the other guy was Embiid. Jokic yep. was in the conversation, but he was third or fourth on that list behind yeah. Harden, Embiid, and LeBron in whatever order you want to put it in. And I agree it, with Embiid. We will talk about him later because he's he, made one of these teams here.
1: He's, a, he's, he's just incredible. Third in the league in scoring, um, averaging a double-double, um, and uh, o- almost a block and a half per game. I mean, he's just he's just great.
0: He's what we thought he was going to be. Yes. When he showed it when he in his rookie season when he played like twenty games. When I thought he should have been the rookie of the year, because he was mm-hmm. the best rookie, even mm-hmm. for even if it was 20 games. Right. Moving yeah, he's, he, go ahead. he's lived up his potential for sure. Yeah. Moving a second team. Uh I have Westbrook and Doncic as my guards. You talked about Doncic. I thought he was good enough not to make the second team at least uh i was not going to give him first team just because of what i said about Steph Mm -hmm. and chris paul with westbrook he's averaging for his career a triple double he just passed oscar robertson the other day for all-time triple doubles in nba history he is the driving force for the wizards to make the playoffs The reason why they're playing so well is he's playing so well. He's had a couple of games where it's 20 assists, 20 rebounds, which doesn't happen for a guard. I'm not going to go to the same level that Scott Brooks has went to, trying to save his job in Washington, saying he's going to finish as the second-best point guard of all time. Mm -hmm. That's not Mm -hmm. true. He is one of those players that that people are going to look at 10, 15 years from now and say, how the hell did this guy not win a championship? He's one of the best players statistically. Yeah. He's amazing to watch, but he's also a conundrum. Yeah. Because he'll have a he... triple-double and then miss the game-winning shot when it yeah. matters. So he he is an electrifying player. He's one of the best players to watch. I love lo- what Russell Westbrook can give you in theory, but actuality, to this point, he's not a winner in his career he, he will be one of those players that it is a joy to watch but ultimately when it's all said and done he's going to be where he ha- where he, he's going to play himself to where he needs to be in nba history
1: right now i the 182 triple doubles i mean that seemed like it was an unbeatable record for so many years and he just kind of kind of seemingly just over the last few years just kind of built up to it and beat it he's on my third team so i'll talk about him in just a little bit chris paul is my second team all nba guard i do have him there my other guard and i don't think this is this is like out of the question for it actually happening in real life i got damian lillard there um they've been on a mean streak lately (laughs) there's the homer Hey, they've been on a mean streak lately um and he's been able to handle his own and keep this team in the middle of the play i mean granted this team the roster construct should be i mean the west is tough but i still think we should be like a top five team and i think i think we're slowly slowly getting there towards the end of the season but we're gonna need help um because we're anywhere between the five seed and then the play in seventh seed um but uh both um uh, McCollum and Nurkic missed quite a few times this uh, season, few games, and oh, um, well, McCollum missed like two two whole months with that yeah. fractured foot. Um, but Lord's averaging twenty nine and eight, four point three rebounds per game off thirty nine percent three point shooting. Um, he really is the reason the Blazers are alive. He's and and he's had some up and down stretches throughout the season where he'll have games where he only can get. 14, 15 points and you know the Blazers either get blown out or they just lose really close ones um so you know definitely room for improvement here for the season for the team but uh, I I I, I got to put Lillard at I mean granted it might be Homer but I I could see it happening in real life this season if he gets second team but there's so many guards good guards this year uh it's going to be tough but yeah I got, I got Lillard as my other other guard there with Chris Paul
0: the thing with Lillard is you're right. There are a lot of guards this year. More, it, It's packed just like it was two years ago with guards. You don't know who to leave off. It's going to come down to injuries. He's going to get snubbed a little bit because there are guys who have had, who've played less games, who've played at a better clip than he has. Yeah, And he's going to get ticked for that. Uh, my two forwards. LeBron, I couldn't leave him off the second team. Even though he's he's missed a considerable amount of time with this high ankle sprain, he's coming back, presumably I think this week when we're recording this. He was playing at an MVP type level. The I don't blame him for the high ankle sprain. That's an injury that happens to guys playing at the YMCA. Just pick up. They get a random right. high ankle sprain. And if anybody who's had a high ankle sprain knows how long it takes to recover from that. So he, and he's going to come back and do this and play it at a higher level in the playoffs. And he also, he had like two months to rest when he usually has three or four months to rest Mm -hmm. and go back Mm -hmm. at it for another title. And he's the defending champion. Yeah. So what he's doing, I have to reward for second team. And the, se- the second forward is Giannis. You talked him up on your uh, first team. I just think Sim- what Simmons and Randall are doing are better this year. You're right. If it's any other year, if somebody won last year, then he probably wins MVP this year. He's definitely in the conversation. He's not even remotely close to the conversation this year. I think that's because the Bucks have fallen off to the third seed they're just not in the limelight. They've choked a lot of games on national television. When it counts, he hasn't shown up to play. He's still one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Clearly I have him in the top 10 on my all NBA. He's right. still one of the best players in the league. He should not be forgotten about. He is in one of those places in Milwaukee where if you're not paying attention, you're not going to see what he does on a nightly basis because Milwaukee is an albatross. Nobody right. outside of Milwaukee really cares about Milwaukee. No, again, nothing against Milwaukee, but it's Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. Brooklyn. It's not LA. It's not Portland. It's not Dallas. It's not. Te- they're not a team yet that drives the conversation as much as they want to think they are. And Giannis, I- I've said this in podcasts past. He has to prove that he is a winner. Right yeah. now, he has not proved that he's a winner. It's LeBron in Cleveland. LeBron went to a finals. Giannis hasn't even gotten to a final. Exactly.
1: Yet. He hasn't even won the Eastern conference
0: yet. So he's got to prove it. Yeah. I, this year. I don't think he's going to prove it. It might have to wait till next year, but yeah, that's my go. That's my forwards. Yeah. I like it. LeBron.
1: Our forwards are very And, and, and uh, I mean, I won't admit it yet. After our third team, there's a guy I left off that clearly, I think that you will, you will think is Crazy. Um, my two forwards on my second team. I kind of went up and down with this. There's a lot of guys that could be there. I flirted with putting Julius Randle here in the in the second team, um, but my two forwards got Jason Tatum for the Celtics. Wow. Granted, if they were a better team, I think that this would this would have been an easier decision. But again, they they have underperformed this season. Uh, but Jason Tatum continues to ball out. I mean, he's played in uh, 62 games this season. He's shooting over 46. percent which is really good considering the high volume of shots that he does take. Um, 7.3 rebounds per game, four and a half assists per game, and he is uh, tied for 12th in the league and scoring at over 26 points per game. I think he's played really well. He's been the bright spot for that underperforming Boston team. Um, I really like his game. I think he's one of the best offensive playmakers uh, in terms of getting his buckets in the entire NBA. He's really good. My other forward, Young Buck, um also flirted with putting him on third team or even maybe leaving him off but i don't and and strictly because of how bad his team is how how poorly they've performed but i think this is time zion williamson deserves some love here i put him as my second team all nba 4 i really can't believe i'm saying this cuz i was kind of a zion williamson doubter so to speak i mean obviously when he was drafted first overall i knew that he was going to be really really solid um but i you know, I was like, oh, yeah, he's just a dunker. He's a, he can get into the paint, bully his way to some points and just make it look either really, really easy or just make you look like a fool. And he can just score. Yeah. He is a 14th in the league in true shooting percentage this year at just about 65%. Um, and he's also averaging 27 points per game. He's played 61 games this season. He has been able to stay healthy and, and play really, really good basketball. Um, I wish his blocks were up. He only averages half a block per game, but he still plays decent defense in there. He can kind of clog the lanes. He's gotten better. He's gotten better for sure. Uh, over seven rebounds per game as well, almost four assists. Um, again, him and I guess kind of the combination for a few months there of uh, Lonzo Ball, they were definitely the bright spots for this Pelicans team. But other than that, they have been just – not not great. Not great. And defensively, they're the best team in the league, um, according to advanced metrics. Um, but other than that, they have just been struggling big time. But Williamson has been able to keep them afloat. Um, they're still alive for the play in. But that window's closing. So they're done, man. I'm sorry. Are they? Are they? No, they're uh, not. They're not, not, not officially but
0: out of it, but they're done. The, the winds have they're, they're about to be caught out yep. of their sails. I am yeah. one of those people that were was rooting like hell for them to make the play-in tournament just because that that would be a whole lot of fun to have Zion in the playoffs. Yep, I'm shocked that you put him this high. Uh, I I kind of am too. Getting to center, uh, mm-hmm. no shock. Embiid. Any yeah. other year, I if you you know if you catch me on the right day, I'll put him on my first team. Officially, I have to have him on my second team because I, I can't put – if one of them played games at forward, I'd consider it. Even if you played a game, one game, I'd consider it. I can't do it. He's a center. He has to be put in the center position. He's a guy that absolutely terrifies me as a net fan because I think he will, he will be Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem combined mm. when he plays the nets in the playoffs because we have nobody to stop him. And he is a man among boys. Mm-hmm. He he's a machine. He this Embiid is what everyone hoped for when he went out of Kansas. Yeah, this is the guy that we hope we can get for not just one year. That we right. can get for three to five years because if he's this good for that long, he's gonna. The comparisons to Shaq are not wrong. If he's that good. He is Shaq esque because there is nobody to stop him. Yeah. Jokic is the only thing close, and Jokic is not that good of a defender.
1: Well, and I'd argue Embiid has better footwork than what Shaq had. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq definitely utilizes his strength a little bit more than Embiid, did, but Embiid uses his footwork a little more. I mean, Embiid is just.
0: It's a key. He's, he's incredible. Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. He's incredible. My center, and obviously I would have had Embiid here if I didn't have him on my, on my first team. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta go with Rudy Gobert, right? I mean, he's either gonna be he either gonna be first or second team. It's kind of, it's actually kind of tough, but I mean, you can't ignore the numbers. He's second in the league in blocks per game. He's played he's played just about every single game for the Jazz. First in blocks per game is Miles Turner. He averages 3.4. Gobert averages 2.7. Miles Turner has played in 21 less games this season than Gobert. So the fact that Gobert is even close to that after playing at, at, at like that many more games than Turner. Is just incredible. Um, 14. He's averaging double double, 14 points per game, uh, with over 13 rebounds per game. Um, and again, one of the one of the best, if not the best. I mean, Embiid's up there too. Uh, defensive centers though in in the entire league. I mean, obviously he's the stifle tower. You can get blocked shots, clog the lane. Um, He is the reason the jazz, or he's one of the reasons I should say, Donovan Mitchell cannot go. I mean, I don't have Donovan Mitchell on any of my lists, but he should be an honorable mention just because of, you know, uh, his ability to um, get points for the uh, jazz. But as a whole, this jazz team is just, again, working great cohesion uh, cohesiveness, I should say. Uh, Quinn Snyder is doing a good job, and then Rudy Gobert leading them defensively. He's that anchor for them. I really like his game. I think he de- deserves, even though he got the league shut down last year. And I hate to give him any sort of reward you can't really ignore the way that he's playing and the way the jazz have been. And also before we go on to the third team, I wanted to say that uh, I think I had like a little bit of a nightmare or a dream. Cause I, I was up late these last couple nights, you know, getting these lists together and, and getting all my notes down. And for some reason I had a dream where I had Joe Ingalls as my third team forward for some reason. And I woke up and I had to double check my list. And of course he wasn't there, but uh, I mean, th- that, that's just how good the Jazz team has been as a team overall. Because Joe Ingalls has been, you know, shooting lights out at three point. I don't know why. But uh, anyway, this Jazz team has been great. I'm glad I woke up and realized I didn't actually put him on that. Uh, but I think Rudy Gobert deserves the second team all center, at least for my list, based off of how I've been going about it. So,
0: one thing before we go to break on Joe Ingalls, I have to get the Aussie lefty on this podcast mm. because the amount of times that he has popped up just in random conversation, is tremendous. Joe Ingalls, if you're listening, I will get at your people. I need to have you on this show.
1: That'd be awesome. (laughs) That'd be amazing.
0: But uh, we'll take a quick break back after this.
1: You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm gonna take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together we're gonna to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.
0: All right, to finish up, the all-NBA lists. Just to recap, my first team, Steph, Chris Paul, Ben Simmons, Julius Randle, and Nikola Jokic. Dayton, you had Steph, Doncic, um, Giannis. Who was your other guard? Or other forward, rather? Oh, uh,
1: Jokic. Uh, Antetokounmpo.
0: You, yeah, Antetokounmpo, you Jokic were my
1: two forwards, and then yeah. you
0: had Embiid as yep. your... First team center. My second team: Westbrook, Doncic, LeBron, Giannis, Embiid. You had Lillard, uh, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Tatum, w- uh, Zion, Zion, and Gobert. Third team for me: guards. This is where your boy Dame Time comes okay. in. Okay, I have him. respect third team: All NBA point guard. Dame time is real. He has kind of slowed a little bit from bubble Dame where he was sure. lighting the league on fire with a blowtorch. He will still do that on a nightly basis. Sometimes he will. He just gets into a groove and he's like, Steph, you just pack your bags, and go home. There's nothing you can do about it. He's yeah. going to get his, he is one of my favorite players should just sit down on a random Thursday and go, Oh, the blazers are on. Let me put game yeah. on for, for an hour and just watch him go nuts. Uh, he is also, if I was a fan of him, he'd be the most aggravating player that I'd ever watch because he, when he's on, he looks like the best player on earth and there's nobody that can stop him. But when he's off, yeah, he looks like J.R. Smith on the next.
1: shooter. Yeah, streaky shooter for sure.
0: But I love him. Speaking of of that, this is homerism. I have Kyrie Irving as my second or third team All-NBA guard. Me too. (laughs) Kyrie, uh, for everything that he's pulled this year, for going out and partying for his sister's birthday, for trying to run for public office and being on a a Zoom call for the uh, district attorney. For New York for all that when he has been on the floor he is one of the best players in the mm-hmm. league he is an absolute killer he will go out and get 30 nightly and make it look easy he is the closest thing to mamba to to, to kobe since kobe he is that type of guy he is not a point guard he, he should not have been a point guard for the majority of the time in the league he is a two guard, and he is one of the best two guards in the game. He can go; it's not just dribble ability anymore. He's got every dribble move in yeah. the in the book. He has the ball on the string, and you, you can't steal it from him. But he's got the finishing touch. He's he can hit it from Steph range. He is unguardable yeah. and unlocked in this offense there's nothing you can do. If he's on, forget, pack your bags, leave the state there. Yeah. You can't guard him. He is unguardable and he's picked up his defense too. That was the net. That was the knock on him for his entire career. He's a great offensive player, but he can't play defense. He's not a world beater on defense, but he's no slouch either. He's middle of the road. He's, he's a decent defender and, He is one of the reasons why the nets are where they are. They should be in the one seed, but he is this, the, the engine that has been consistent Kyrie, Durant has missed close to 30 games. Harden has missed close to 30 games. Kyrie has been here. And I think all the guys on the team have actually bought in. That's the other thing with Kyrie. He's been known as a cancer. To a locker room he's not a cancer in this locker room he's bought in i think he loves nash i think whatever nash is preaching in the locker room kyrie is yeah. eating it up with a with a fork and uh, yeah Nat, whatever nash is preaching he's spoon feeding it to him mm-hmm. because he loves this and he's he's mirroring what nash is saying in the post game i just I can't say enough about Kyrie yeah. and when Kyrie got here, I was kind of cautious because mm-hmm. of what he did with Boston and how he wanted out in Cleveland. I, I know that story is different, but what he did to Boston yeah. is kind of what Harden did to Houston mm-hmm. in a sense. I think, well, yeah, I, this go ahead.
1: this, well, I was going to say this next team is the perfect place for, Kyrie, I mean Brooklyn. In and of itself, the city, the culture, I think fits Kyrie um, definitely more than Boston. I mean, uh, I think Kyrie was kind of forced to say during that whole—I don't even know what was that—the the the season ticket holders meeting at TD Garden when he was like, "Oh, I'm for sure resigning. I want to stay." He's kind of forced to say uh, Kyrie never really truly fit into Boston, like correct, like even though he looked great for them. Yeah, I I just never got that feeling, but he fits perfectly there uh, with the Nets um shooting 50% on the year by the way yeah, uh, with how no, many it... shots he's taking he's shoot, he's shooting so well and yeah his finishing ability his dribble um abilities one of the best ball handlers in the NBA arguably NBA history um and ever since him and Durant have gotten here and then also of course this year bringing in Harden Kyrie's been the only really true consistent guy I mean granted he's dealt with injuries and absences here but Durant didn't play the entire first season that they were you know together on the Nets yeah, team and I... um
0: Kyrie has been bad mouth in this town. Mm-hmm. He's been dragged through the mud because he's missed time because he's, he's done this. He's done that. He's run for public office. he's skipped to go party at a nightclub for his yeah sister's birthday. He missed unexpected time, which later came out that he was, he had a, uh, a kid with his fiance. He is one. He is an enigma. He, yep. he is one of the most misunderstood play. He is, rodman-esque because whatever he whatever he needs to get him going let him do because when he's on the court he's there he's present he's gonna show up and he's gonna ball yep and
1: another guy we knew what he had and we was drafted number one overall back in 2011 we knew what he had to offer and he 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 kind of started out showing that but uh, over the last few years, we we've actually fully seen especially this season coming to a culmination really what he can do with the ball in
0: his hands so who's your uh third team second guard
1: So that's yeah so I got Kyrie as my guard my other guard is Russell Westbrook who you have on your second mm-hmm. team uh mention him the only reason I have him off I made a note here cuz I was going to put him on my second team the only reason I have him off is He's shooting 31% from three um, <laughs> averaging five turnovers per game and 64% from the free throw line. Those are just things. I mean, he, uh, he just, center, I mean,
0: center like. exactly,
1: exactly, exact center. Like his shooting form is kind of center. Like too. Granted, it's gotten better over the years, but it's still kind of, I don't, I don't like, it. he just releases Westbrook way too high.
0: Lives. Russell West yeah. lives <laughs>
1: Westbrook. Oh man. He really does. But 22, 11.6, 11.6, 44% shooting from the floor. Great stuff. I mean, and again, we talked about him beating Oscar's seemingly unbeatable record. It's just freaking amazing. So um, I'll go into my two forwards real quick. Go ahead. It's where You and you're making me question my decisions now that I I totally overlooked Ben Simmons. I don't have Ben Simmons on my team. Wow. Granted, fantastic defensive player. And the 76ers are one of the best teams in the league. So, you know, they definitely deserve two guys on these three teams. So, you know, and before the season's over, maybe I'll change it. We still got a few games left to go. And you're kind of opening my mind. But my two forwards, I got Julius Randle. Okay. You mentioned earlier is on your first team. I think he definitely deserves it. Most improved player by far. I mean, he's really found his own there in New York. I love his game. Um, he really is a hybrid of like a pure power forward. You know, like the old school kind of power mm-hmm. forward where kind of shoot on the elbow kind of uh, work really good post moves, but also his playmaking ability as ball handler, getting assists, get finding open teammates that has really opened my eyes to how good of a player. This guy is overall high basketball IQ, um is the driving force for that next team being a playoff team and again like like you said i think that they could definitely win the first round series and then i mean all you got to do is win two series and you're in the easter conference finals
0: so i mean i had this conversation i'm just if you get
1: lucky you know
0: i I, if you get injury luck sure we can talk about it when the time comes but i talked about this with my dad yesterday actually they're a playoff team they're a First-round winner for sure. When you get to that second round when you have to play Milwaukee, Shirley, Brooklyn, they're not there yet. They could be next year, but they're not there this year. Tough. It's tough.
1: And the other one thing I love about this team is um, I think this was about a month ago or so when Tom Thibodeau, who is known for just playing his players as much as he can in a game, really driving them to the – I guess not the brink, but, you know, having them exert as much Sometimes. time energy as they can. Yeah, right. Um, he actually had to force the Knicks team to have a day off. He essentially locked the gym down so huh. that they couldn't come in, and they had a day off. And Emmanuel quickly, uh, when he brought that up, said, I'm still going to find a way into that gym and get, and get some shots up. So that that's how hard this Knicks team is working, and I think Julius Randle is a big part of it because he's been – I mean – you know, obviously fan, really good college player comes in the league um, with the Lakers and Five minutes is, then
0: it's all, his career was almost over.
1: Exactly. He was on a, he was, he was mocked on that bad Lakers team uh, bouncer. I he, didn't, he went to the Pelicans he right went for to a Pelicans year
0: and showed And did year, really was, good last year. He yeah. showed bits and pieces of what this yeah. year could be. He didn't put it together until this year.
1: Yeah. And he's just looking fantastic. He's um, yeah. He's awesome. Incredible. My other forward, now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, and again, this is me rewarding a guy on a really good team and, you know, as good as they are, I think they definitely deserve at least one guy on the all-NBA teams, uh, Kawhi Leonard averaging 25 six and a half and five on 51% shooting and over a steal and a half per game he's only played 50 games is the thing so he barely barely makes that little range I had a 48 55 games playing this season and that's why Harden and LeBron are off because they're even if LeBron plays these final three games only be 46 games so he's really close it, but man. not there yet.
0: I hear you I hear you I, yeah. hear you. I couldn't See, do it
1: yeah and you know how much I love LeBron and how much I wanted to put him here And now I'm kind of second guessing, you know, with Ben Simmons, I got to look him over again, but Kawhi, the Clippers getting top three seed there in the West. Um, Paul George is also playing really good this year. He's an honorable mention that I left off the list. Um, But I mean, Kawhi just both ends of the floor. If he was able to I mean, I think he would be bona fide for sure. Second team all NBA. If he played even 10 more games this season. Um, But I got him on my third team. I, I mean, he just shooting really well. Efficient defense. Um, I think that he is the leader here still for this Clippers team who's been playing really, really well. Um, And I think also due to his not high-volume assists, but due to his improvement in uh, assists there with that Clippers team compared to a season ago, Ivan Zubak actually leads the league in true shooting percentage, and I think part of that reason is Kawhi Leonard's uh, ball handling there. So, um, yeah, he's my second forward there with Julius Randle.
0: I always seem to do this when we're doing all NBA, especially on the pod in real time. I'm actually gonna cross out one of my forwards and put Kawhi. I didn't have Kawhi on my list. You've convinced me to put him, put That's him what on. What here for? Yep. put him on you have? Third team. I had Bradley Beal. This is when I was going to
1: cheat. There you go. I I wanted to put Bradley Beal too,
0: because yeah. of I mean
1: he's second in the league in scoring. He could finish first. The only the only knock I have on Bradley Beal this season is. He, he averages like almost four turnovers per game and he's not a point guard. He's not a ball handler. Right. I, I think it's actually like three and a half turnovers per game. So so nothing, but it's like if you're not a the the ball handler there, you're having that many turnovers and you know obviously he's 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 not even though he leads the league in scoring just about, he's still not the best player on his team. I mean Westbrook has had the better season. You could argue Bradley Beal might be if if you go off basketball talent you know, shooting oh, he's for
0: sure the best defense. player on that For
1: team. sure. But he's not playing the best this no. season when he's taking everything into account. He's scoring the best. but So that's that's part of the reason why I left him off the list. But he was another guy I was flirting with putting on my
0: I have on him my on the team. list. I'm crossing him off. My two forwards for third team are Kawhi and Zion. I have like put Zion here. You've talked him up. Uh, I don't think what you said is second team all NBA worthy, even though I put LeBron over him on second team. He is the reason why the Pelicans are where they are, why they're even still in consideration for the playing games. He is the master bullier. You Mm -hmm. know what he's going to do. You still can't stop him because he's going to shove you out of his way and Mm -hmm. dunk the ball on your face. Yep. And then defensively, he was awful his rookie year. Awful. He Mm -hmm. couldn't stop me his rookie year. Right he's gotten a lot better i think that's the only thing stan van gundy has actually improved on this team is the intensity on defense and the level of detail on defense i don't believe that defensive metric statistic that they're the best advanced defensive team in the league i've seen them play they yeah. have brain farts yes 18 times in a game and it's just like how did you not see the backdoor mm-hmm. cut there? How did you not get over on that weak side rotation? Right. I don't believe that. I think what truly hurts this team is the trade of Drew Holiday. I don't know why they made that trade. I, I, I don't know why you would rather have a Bledsoe over Drew Holiday. Yeah,
1: I didn't get that either.
0: I, I, if they have Drew Holiday on this team, they are a lock for six or seven in the West. They are that good. With the steps that Zion took, that Brandon Ingram has still stayed. I remember I had him on, I had Brandon Ingram on my third-team All-NBA list last year.
1: Yeah, he was fantastic.
0: So I, that's Zion this year. He's Brandon Ingram from last year. Yep. That's the, the step that Zion has taken. And if he continues this trajectory, all those doubters about can Zion play in this league regardless of the weight issue because that, w- that'll work itself out right he, he will continue to be in an NBA weight program he will be fine if guys like Jokic can play this game mm-hmm. if guys like LeBron can play this game he can play this game too
1: especially the way he plays like yeah. you said he can just it,
0: bully his way it's not like he is a wing player if he was a wing player, I'd say maybe he is a down and dirty. I'm going to just knock you 80 times a game on both ends of the floor. Cause it's not like he just whittles away next to the stanchion on defense. He's in there banging bodies on defense too. I really, really like what Zion was doing. And to round out my list, you talked about him earlier. Rudy Gobert is my third team center. I like it he's the best defensive center in the league he's the second best defensive player in the league uh just what sim the leap that simmons took this year for me put him over the edge as defensive player of the year there's gobert might just have that award on lock that just might be his award he is amazing there are plays that he makes that aren't just blocks, but defensive plays that alter the shot, that's like, there's no sh- there's no way he's going over there. He's not getting back on that contest, and he gets there, he alters the shot, it's a miss, he grabs the rebound, and they're off and running the other way. It's little things that he does defensively. Yeah. There are better highlight defensive players than Rudy Gobert, but there are not better defensive players in this league than Rudy Gobert, and that's all his game. He's not really that good of an offensive player. He's a good pick and roll player, right? But he is a defender and a pick and roller on the offense. That's it. That's very old school, yeah. but it should be rewarded because he's the second or third best center in the league
1: for sure. And he's continued to show his defensive. I mean, just year in and year
0: out, yeah, and he continues to just, just impress. So. that's his award. I yeah. think he's the two-time defending Defensive Player of the Year. Maybe Probably even three times. Yeah, we'll
1: have to double check that. But I like that. And at my third team center, I I really wish this would have been a kind of an easy decision if Anthony Davis had even played close to the yeah, yeah. freaking games that. I, but he, right now he's only at thirty four. I think he's going to finish if he plays the last three games at thirty seven. So just nearly not enough. That's that's just about half the season he's missed. I got a guy, I, again, and we've talked about this multiple times on your podcast before when we've done all NBA teams. I don't, I don't enjoy rewarding guys on bad teams, but this is a guy who didn't really get to choose what team he went to. My third team center is Nikola Vucevic out of Chicago. Oh. Goes from Orlando, goes to Chicago, dominates. I mean, I mean, quietly dominates again. I mean, Chicago, big city market and whatnot. But they, they, have, they have not been great this season. Um, but dude has played in just about every single game this season. He's shooting 48% from the floor, which, uh, you know, as a center, kind of like that to be a little bit closer, over 50%, but still 48 is great. Um, 11.6 rebounds per game, one steal, almost a block per game, and 23.7 points per game um he has just been he's he's been great ever since he got to chicago he was good in orlando of course he was one of the guys rumored to be traded about time he gets out of there because he's just been in that purgatory of just really really bad i don't even know if the magic are still wanting to rebuild or whatever they're doing that franchise is just i like cole anthony they just i mean they they don't have a plan they they've never had a plan to they they, they've, they've been an eight or seventh seed in the playoffs or they just don't make the playoffs like there there's no they haven't even really attempted to jump whatever fence they're trying to jump so I'm glad Vucevic got out of there and went to Chicago because I think that he fits really well there even with Laurie in there he's clearly the better player and Markin is more of a a power forward than a center but Vucevic man I got a reward for how, how good he's been this season and and when you watch him play he is um dominating force out there i think i think he's really really solid
0: he's one of those guys that get lost in the shuffle just because he's played on a pitiful team disney world is where dreams come true (laughs) but the magic is where nba dreams go to die exactly there's not a worse franchise in this league than orlando they are what joker said in uh christopher Nolan's batman does it look like i have a plan Mm -hmm. they don't have Mm -hmm. a plan Right. You know what their plan is? Take pictures of their draft board and not right. blur it out and just leak their entire draft board on accident because they're that inept at their jobs. They are awful. They are worse than the Grizzlies were a couple of years ago. They were worse than the Kings were a couple of years ago. They are worse than the Phil Jackson run Knicks. They're the mm. worst franchise in the league, and it's not even close. Right. They yeah. lost Penny Hardaway, Shaq, and Dwight Howard in his prime. All three of those guys couldn't make it happen in Orlando and yep. couldn't wait to get out of Orlando.
1: Right. Sad. It's it's actually pretty sad when, when you think about it. But I mean, and they're I mean, they're just about as bad and I'd say worse than that 76ers trust the process team during that stretch of what was that 2012 to 2015 or so way when they worse way worse than at least the 76ers had a plan then. They I mean they're
0: they're the LeBronless Cavs. Yeah. From 2011 to 2012. Yep. They're That's terrible who they are. So bad. All right, Dayton. <laughs> I wish we could end on a, on a happier note than the the basketball hell.
1: The Magic, oh boy.
0: Uh but the red carpet is all yours. Tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, all that good stuff.
1: Always great to be on here. Thanks again. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore, and then of course uh, at Saints FPC. We're on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Spreaker. Check us out uh, at all those places if you like uh, Saints football. Um, and then yeah, I'll just be sure to subscribe to Joe's podcast though. If you're listening and you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Uh, 250 episodes is just pretty incredible. So I'm glad I've been along for the ride for a majority of them now so yeah, um, you
0: you've been a pretty awesome on this and we will definitely talk about your Saints i think you got to steal of the dra- one of the steals of the draft uh with Notre Dame's quarterback who as your successor i think Ian book gonna, yeah i think he's going to be you going give him a year if you want to run out Jameis this year and just give him the keys go ahead i think he's the next quarterback in the wing He's going to be one of those guys. He was a winner at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. which wasn't talked about. He's yeah. got it. And I think Saints fans are going to fall head over heels with, with him because he reminds me of a dollar store version of Drew Brees. Mixed he's with – t- yeah. He's not Drew Brees, right? But he is good enough to play in this league and good enough to play in this league for a long time.
1: And he is Sean Payton's prototypical quarterback. He's got the height. He's got the athleticism. He is, yeah, he is Drew Brees. He is a poor man's Drew Brees mixed with, I guess, a regular Taysom Hill because of his yeah. athleticism.
0: He, you're going to, I'm, I'm telling you, three years from now when he's got, when he's got the starting job on lock.
1: And you it. And he's
0: playing well. Yeah. I'm going to come back on here. And I can even go on your podcast and, yes. and talk to your, your your base of Saints fans and say, look, I, I'll, I'll save this clip. I we'll will play clip this clip this. back, yeah. I will clip this. I'll give it to you. I'll come on three years from now and say, look at this. I called this on May 12th, 2021. Yep. I'm coming for it. And, and three years from now, I'm going to say, I told you so. I, told I believe you. it. So uh, I, I could see it. Dayton, thank you so much for, for coming on. I hope you, you were fighting a bug. I hope you're over that soon, and, I, and I I'll yes. uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man? Good to talk to you, boss. Thanks for having me on. On this side of the coin, not the fake J Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com. As I mentioned in this podcast, I have an MVP call for the NBA up. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, the finishing touches on another piece will be going up. Uh, it'll be going up Friday morning, so um, stay tuned for that. And, of course, this podcast, if you've reached this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you see fit. I know it was a long one, but it's the NBA awards, I, I, I have to do it. I, I, I have to go a little bit long. Um, I hope you enjoyed. And, uh, yeah, till next time, it's closing time. Have a good weekend. I almost forgot. Wow, it's Thursday. It doesn't feel like a Thursday. It feels like a Monday to me, but (laughs) have a good weekend. Uh, It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can stay here. Peace.